And of course, we, you know, you can read in the book of Acts where uh, God brought uh, Timothy into Paul's life or Paul into Timothy's life or, amen, they were a blessing to one another. And what, thank God for those people he brings in our life that, can, that, that are an example to us and uh, that they can say, hey, listen, son, I've, uh, you know, I've tried to be an example for you. I've tried to teach you the right things. Now, come on, you, you, you know, it's, you, you're reaching the phase where you need to pass these things on now. And uh, what a wonderful thing that is. And so he says, hey, uh, uh, these things that thou hast heard of me, right? So Paul, he was faithful, and he was worth following, and he was worth learning from. And of course, that's the type of Christian we want to be. We want to be a faithful Christian, as we're going to see. We want to be a Christian worth following, and we want to be somebody that uh, those that uh, would uh, come behind us could learn from. Matter of fact, he said this uh, in uh, uh, verse 13 uh, of chapter 1 there. He said, hold fast. He says it this way in verse 13 of chapter 1, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. And he says, in love and faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. And that uh, phrase, hold fast, means continue the process. Continue the process. In other words, he's saying, listen, I've, I've trained you. I've, I've given you sound doctrine. I've been an example. Now, listen, I'm going off the scene. And he's saying, listen, as you continue on, don't ever let there be a time in your life, Timothy, where you are not holding on to these things faithfully. And boy, that should be a challenge to us. In Philippians 4.9, it says this. Paul says, uh, this to the Philippian church, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. I like that. Just do. Like Sister Ju uh, uh, Judy just said, do. You know, I've got several books on prayer and one of my favorite chapters is titled this, just do it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you can read about it, but the best way to know it is just to do it. And that's what we need to do with these things. It says, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And so uh, as we think about these things, we see that what we need to learn them, we need to do them, and then we need to teach them. Amen. Pass them on. And that's what these verses are teaching. But hey, make sure we've learned them and then make sure we're doing them, you know, and uh, then you have the authority. If you're doing them, then you have the authority uh, uh, to teach them. And so verse 2 again says, commit thou to faithful men. That word commit means to entrust with, right? And of course, it's faithful men that can be entrusted with passing on important truths of God's word. First Thessalonians 2, 4 says this, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel... So what did God do to us? He committed the gospel to us. He entrusted us with the gospel. He entrusted us with these truths, especially those of us that have been called into the ministry. But of course, all believers are entrusted with the truth and the sound doctrine of the word of God. And we have a responsibility to pass that on. And he says, now, listen, faithful men, faithful men, Again, I give you Psalm 12:1, which I quote often, which says, again, help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful fail from among 
the children of men. You know, everybody thinks about, you know, being a good person. Well, I want to be a good pillar of the community, so I got to be a good person. You know, I got to uh, uh, be nice to people and pay my bills and all those things. Well, hey, it's good to be good. But better than being good is God wants godly people, amen? Godly people. He wants faithful people, that is, uh, 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 according to the word of God. So faithful means one that's uh, uh, worthy of credit, believable, somebody who's true. You can trust them. And you know what? I want to say, hey, thank God that in 2021 and this time, we still have faithful men. Uh, maybe not as prevalent as other times, but thank God there are still faithful men in this generation. Like Brother Thomas, since 1983, since he got saved, he's been a faithful a servant of God. He's been a faithful uh, member of this local church, a faithful servant, amen, as a deacon through this local church. And uh, uh, Brother uh, Muxlow and others as well, and that's to be commended. Thank God we can see even among us examples of faithful men. But even among our young people, right? I'm glad uh, we see a young people that love God and want to be faithful and people to say, hey, there's somebody I could pass this on to. This is somebody, amen, that's worth giving time and attention to to pass on the truths of the Word of God. Matter of fact, just a few verses up, you see an example of a faithful man. Notice in chapter 1, uh, verses 16 through 18, it mentions somebody. It says, The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus. Look at this. It says, verse 16, For he oft refreshed me. You see, uh, this brother was faithful to encourage others in their times of distress. Right. And see, that's how you know a, fa a man that's faithful to God is going to be faithful to his brothers and sisters in the Lord. He's going to want to be there for him. That's a way to the way to show faithfulness to God is to show faithful to God's people, God's church. And Onesiphorus was an example that says he oft refreshed me. So we see that Onesiphorus was faithful to God, and he showed that by being faithful to God's people. He was faithful to encourage others in their distress says he was not ashamed of my chain. So he was faithful to stand by others. You know, a lot of times you, you don't mind being around people when things are going good. But as soon as something happens, man, you know, you know, even with Christ, when it say the disciples says they all fled. But hey, Onesiphorus, when uh, when uh, Paul, amen, when he was in chains and in prison, uh, he just didn't want to be around him when he was, you know, at the front of the crowd. Amen. He wanted to be around him even when there was no crowd. And so he, was, he wasn't ashamed of his chain, but he was faithful to stand by others. And then it says he sought me out in Rome. Boy, he was faithful to go the extra mile for his brothers and sisters. He was faithful to go the extra mile, amen, uh, 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 for uh, the people of God. And then it even says this, how many things, man, multiple things, he ministered unto me. So he was a man that was faithful to give of himself and of his time consistently and constantly. And I sort of like his name, Onesiphorus, that his name means bringing usefulness or bringing profit. I said, man, that's a good name to have for a faithful man. Amen. And that's a, that's a, 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 a faithful man. That's what he'll do. He'll bring usefulness and bring profit to those that he's in contact with, uh, spiritually and otherwise. He'll be a prophet. He'll add something to that person. He'll, amen, he's, he's glad to give. 
So he was useful and he brought profit. And man, and his uh, so uh, his mom knew what to name him, and he fulfilled that name, didn't he? By being a, a faithful servant. So he showed his faithfulness to the Lord by faithfully serving others. So there was a good example of faithfulness. And he says, "Listen, I want you to find faithful men. Why? Who shall be able to teach others also? Who shall be able?" And uh, listen, uh, God wants us to be able, amen, to serve him faithful. So I, 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 I sort of I wrote this down uh, uh, when when we're in the learning process. Hey, all through our Christian life, we need to be teachable, teachable. You know, OK, I can say, well, hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm 57. I've been in the ministry 30 something years nonstop. But you know what? I'm still learning. I still have things to learn and I still have a desire to learn. I want to continue to grow. So uh, uh, not just because I'm in the ministry, but as a child of God, you know what? I always want to have a teachable heart. But the Bible not only tells me that as a child of God, not just because I'm in the ministry, of course, you know, minister, I'll be apt to teach. We understand that. But this is talking about, hey, uh, 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 believers as well. So uh, I sort of have this out. We need to be teachable. Amen. Teachable and then teach able. (laughs) Amen. So we need to be teachable till we get to the point where we can also be teach able or able to teach others also. And yeah, I thought that's pretty good that those words make up that word. Able, you see that word, teachable. Amen. You're able to be taught and then you're able to teach afterwards what has been passed on to you. So remember this, it's not just what you know, but it's what you do with what you know. Hey, great if you know a lot of things about the Bible, but that don't mean nothing if you're not passing them along and using those uh, uh, that great knowledge uh, that you have from the Word of God to minister to others, right? So it's what we do with it and uh, uh, how we uh, uh, pass it on to others. So you know, uh, as often been said, and I've said before, the 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 uh, the test. Or the key to success is what? Training a successor. Training a successor. You know, it's amazing. Think about how many great churches you knew of, you know, 30, 40 years ago that are not there anymore. You know why? Well, one, because a lot of more personality driven, uh, just to be honest with you. And you know why? Because it was all about the personality, even though they did a great job. When they left, what? The church fell apart because they what? They didn't really pass on to somebody for the ministry to have a successor for that uh, uh, ministry. So, but we can all be successful. As believers, we can all be successful by training a successor. In other words, when if the Lord tarries, when we leave the scene, we want at least another person or some other people to be left behind that we had a part in either leading them to the Lord or we had a part in grounding them, amen, in the truths of the Word of God. Of course, uh, uh, the, uh, often the, the Bible teaches the older men to uh, 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 the ladies, right, the young ladies, and uh, I mean the older lady, older women to younger ladies and older men, got that backwards, and older, uh, here we go. Cut, take two, roll. Let's try that again. Amen. The older, I don't want to say the senior ladies, amen, to the younger ladies, and then the senior men to the younger men. Did I get it right that time? Make sure you edit that. Just joking. All right. But anyways, you know what we're saying there? Being teachable. And it says, because, you know, we talk about the greatest commission, and we always think about soul winning, soul winning, soul winning. Well, we're missing out on that part where it says, how's it in? Verse 20 of Matthew 28, teaching them. 
teaching them. So you really haven't fulfilled the greatest commission, amen? You bring them in and then you ground them. Hey, that's how it is supposed to, to, to work in the things of God. So we see we even see God's principle in the feeding of the multitude. I like this verse, Matthew 15, 36, when uh, Jesus, one of the times when Jesus was feeding the multitude, it says this, Matthew 15, 36, and he took the seven loaves and the fishes and he gave thanks and break them. And what did he do? He gave to his disciples. And what did they do? And the disciples to the multitude. That's how it works. Amen. God works to human instrumentality. Amen. He works through us. We're supposed to get from God and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Right channels only. You know, I think about this. You know, I have a picture. You know, it seems like, you know, Brother Alverson, when he comes here, he almost always tells the same stories. Don't tell him I told you that. Just joking. But, you know, he always talks about me getting baptized. Well, you know, I have a picture of Brother Alverson baptizing me. And then you know what else I have? I have a picture of me baptizing Brother Falkenberg. And then I have a picture of Brother Falkenberg baptizing somebody else. You see, that's how it works. I have a picture of Brother Alverson baptizing me. He passed it on to me. Then I have a picture of me baptizing Brother Falkenberg. I passed it on to him. Then I have a picture of Brother, Albers, Brother Falkenberg baptizing somebody else. That's how it works. Amen. You just keep it moving. Keep it moving down the line, passing it on and teaching. And then, so we're supposed to teach others also. And then verse 3, look at this quickly. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Of course, endure hardness. That's the reality as believers. That means to be willing to suffer evil or affliction and endure hardship. 2 Timothy 4, 5 says this, but watch thou in all things and endure afflictions. Hey, we're going to have them. They that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We're going to have difficult times. But that word endure means this. It means to sustain without breaking or yielding to form or pressure. It means to bear with patience without sinking under pressure. Hey, the world is going to try and put pressure on us. Uh, those uh, even among uh, Christianity, if you will, uh, that are that are uh, uh, changing things and compromising and modernizing and all those things, they're going to try and put pressure on you. Uh, uh, people that come into the church are going to try to put pressure on you. I talked to a friend of mine the other day and uh, uh, some people that have uh, 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 joined his church, they came and said, oh, you know, we noticed on the website, it only says uh, um, uh, King James Bible. Why do you only have that? Can't we put something else out there, you know, pressure within the, uh, the church? You know, I don't think that wouldn't be much of a conversation. I would just be like, no. Next question. Because as far as I'm concerned, not to get sidetracked, if it's not a King James Bible, you can burn it. I mean, that's just where I've stood for the last, you know, 30-something years since I got saved. Don't plan on changing that. Don't feel bad about it, you know, and all that stuff. But anyways, I'll move on from there. But, hey, there's going to be pressure. But listen, we got to endure uh, hardness. we got to be willing to pay the price 
to, to, to do right, to teach right, and to pass on right. So, of course, this requires a strong, daily, active, personal relationship with the Lord. That's why uh, further down in this verse of chapter, this chapter 2 says this, verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have to be people of the word so we can know the word and pass on the word. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And so as believers, as believers, we have to realize pouring your life into and giving your life for others is a necessity, but it's not easy. It's not easy. In a course, if you really give your life to people, it takes something from you, but it's worth it, amen, to serve the Lord. And notice it says, a good soldier. Remember this, everybody in the army is a soldier, but not everybody in the army is a good soldier. God's looking for some good soldier. So, you know, I was thinking about that and I, I looked up, I just looked up and said, hey, you know, what, 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 what does the, the world consider a good soldier? And I found this kind of interesting. Let me share this with you. What does it mean to be a soldier? Well, in war, soldiers are the people who do the fighting. Hey, we all know that we're in a spiritual battle. So it's the soldiers are the ones that do the fighting. On the ground, in the plains, or from the boats. Soldier is also a verb that means to serve in the military or to continue on through difficult times. Hey, even they know out there in the world, hey, a soldier's job is to continue on through difficult times. A soldier is the person who fights for their government and carries the weapons. Amen. And what do we do? Our government, what? Amen. We have a government that we're fighting for, seated in the heavenlies. Amen. And our job is to carry the weapon. Amen. And hold it high. So, and it says this, and risking their life in the process. Hey, listen, uh, I know more than God wants us to die for him. He wants us to live for him. But if we're ever called to pay the price, I hope we're willing to do that. So what are the qualities of a good soldier? This says, here's the qualities of a good soldier. A good soldier is one that's loyal and is an unquestioning follower and member. Qualities of a good soldier, and it says a good soldier, include reliability. Now, if, if, if the world would expect this from their soldiers, wouldn't you say our Lord has a right to expect this from his soldiers? Reliability. Fearlessness. Fearlessness. Listen, the boldest person in the world, if you will, again, is, should be a born-again child of God who knows the Word of God and is filled with the Spirit of God. That doesn't mean he has an attitude. That doesn't mean he thinks he's better than anybody else, but he's willing to stand bold and strong, amen, for what he believes. Discipline consistency, courage, motivation, and skill. Well, what does skill mean? Where do you get skill? From training and from exercising the things you've been taught. That's how you get skill. Good soldiers must also be prepared to exceed their abilities, be diligent in getting tasks completed, and stay focused. Boy, I say that's, you know, I got that from what the world expects of a soldier. But you know what? I say amen. 
That's the way. That just sounds like a good church member to me. That's what it sounds like. You could take that and say a good soldier and just put good church member. That's a, a good definition right there. What, in the, what do soldiers do all day? Well, a, num, a normal day for active duty soldiers consists of performing physical training, exercise, exercise, right? Getting out there and exercising and a few other things. So some good thoughts about there about what it means to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so may God help us as we think about Veterans Day. Let us also think about spiritual veterans. Amen. Those that have been faithful to serve in the Lord's army so faithfully. Let me finish up here. Verse four, because no man that warth, and we know we're in a war, entangleth himself. That means get caught up in, get sidetracked with the affairs of this life. Hey, again, we need to be aware of what's going on. We need to pay attention. We're not supposed to walk around with our head in the sand, know what's going on, but don't get sidetracked what's going on. Pray about what's going on. Hey, I try to pay attention to what's going on in the country. And of course, I have, I have thoughts about politics and I have thoughts about issues. But I almost rarely, uh, uh, I'm not saying never, but I rarely uh, 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 mention them a lot in, 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 in the pulpit. Not that I'm afraid to uh, say what I believe. Not, I'm af- not that I'm afraid to say who I support. Now I'm afraid to say where I stand on a particular issue if somebody asks me. But listen, uh, 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 that's secondary. That's secondary. God called me what? To preach the word, not preach the headlines. I might mention the headlines, but my job is to preach the word. My job is to teach the word, not make sure everybody uh, everybody knows what's going on. Hey, uh, you know, you know how to look that stuff up. Amen. So and again, not that there's any ever anything wrong with teaching. You know, sometimes we do have to teach on issues or nothing wrong with teaching some of the major issues going on. But again, uh, uh, teaching the biblical issue of it. Amen. Not getting sidetracked in the politics of it. Hey, I, 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 I can be as, as bold as a man wants to be concerning those things, but I'm not here to prove nothing to nobody, amen, except that I love the Lord and want people to know him. That's what I got to prove to people. And so stay focused. So the affairs of this life, what? Why? That he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. So uh, let me give you this right here. So we live in this life, but we focus on eternal things. And again, the good example of that is Abraham. Let me give you some verses about Abraham from Hebrews 11. It says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, but as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, with heirs of him of the same promise. Why? Again, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose building and makers God. Amen. He was going out there, but his mind was focused on a city whose builder and maker was God. Verse 13 of Hebrews 11 says this. Talking, it named all these people in Hebrews, and it says, you know, I don't have time to mention Baruch and all these others, but it says this. These all died in faith not having received the promises, but again, having seen them afar off. We talked about afar off uh, uh, recently. And were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed what? That they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. Hey, you got a nice house? I'm glad you got a nice house. Hey, you got a nice car? I'm glad you got a nice car. Hey, you got enough uh, money to carry you through if the Lord tarries uh, uh, for the rest of this life? I'm glad that you got it. 
But I still, despite that, I hope you still consider yourself a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. Verse 14, for they that say such things declare plainly they seek a country. Amen. They seek a country. Hebrews eleven sixteen. but now they desire a better country. Thank God we got a good country. Hey, despite everything going on in America, we have a good country, but thank God there's a better country. Amen. That is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. A city that God, what, so remember this, what God has prepared is always better, is always better. Again, and here's what all comes down to, that we may please him, that we may, listen, uh, uh, when, I, when I was uh, uh, in the military, if, if one of my commanders told me to do something, amen, I wanted, I wanted to do a good job. One, just, you know, for personal reasons that I wanted to be a person that wanted to do something, you know, try and do things right and be a good, be a good soldier in my own right. But hey, I liked it when my uh, 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 commander came by and said, you know, good job, soldier. Uh, good job, soldier. Uh, well done, soldier. Hey, I want to hear my commander say that one day, amen. Come by, come by, right? So, uh, please him. First John three twenty two again says, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and what do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Colossians one ten that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. First Thessalonians two four. I gave you the first half. Now let me give you the second half of it. Even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. God, which trieth our hearts. That's who I want to please. I want to please my God. So as we finish up here, in the ministry, whether in the ministry or in Christian homes, unfortunately, too often, Christians have ceased to teach the next generation what God has taught us in his word. Unfortunately, in the home, you know, that many, they look to public schools or even in, my, in, in, in churches, if you will, we've left the instruction to people who do not walk with God and have found a worldly way to try to do God's work, which doesn't work. This is our fault because God has told us exactly what should be done. And what God has given us to do is to leave behind faithful people who have been trained to teach others also. So as we finish up, remember, as believers, our responsibility, our responsibility is not only to win the lost, but also to teach others also to win the lost and the truths of the Word of God. We must understand that just as Christ called men to himself and taught them the truth, amen, just like he passed it on to them, they passed it on to the multitude, we must also pass on to others the things that have been committed to us. So we, therefore, to be able to be strong in grace and to be able to endure hardness as a good soldier and to keep us from being entangled in the affairs of this life, we must spend time alone with God and in His Word and in prayer that we can live a holy life and be able to teach others. So God's work continues to advance when we leave behind a faithful people who have been trained to teach others also, may the Lord help us to be good soldiers, amen, good soldiers of the cross. Hey, if the world can uh, set uh, uh, standards for a soldier, how much more does our God have a right to set a high standard, amen, for those that are fighting the battle on his behalf? Let's pray.